check out beacons.ai slash comics fun profit for all the C4 FAP links you could ever need all in one place. You can provide feedback, listen, support, share, enjoy these. We have our Patreon there. You can buy us a beer or a coffee. You can check out our Instagrams, our Twitters, our Facebooks. Check out our YouTube page. You can email us. You can listen to our podcasts on Patreon, if you're a subscriber, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, on Podbean. We have Google Podcasts on there. We have an Amazon wish list. You want to buy Kyle and I something? Fine. You can do that here. We appreciate it. We have Kyle's RPG podcast listed on there, so you can check out his Dork Day Afternoon offerings. We have Cowabunga links, so you can check out the Cowabunga Deep Discount FOC and Pre-Order list. Get on that. That's RLCS, so you can check that out as well. And we want to just give you opportunities to say hi, to check out what we're doing, support us if you would like, or just listen. Check out beacons.ai slash comics fun profit for all the c4 fap links you could ever need thanks back to the show who doesn't love coming home to a new package on their doorstep today i got to come home to this awesome comics for fun and profit shirt on mine and you can too if you go to comicsfunprofit.threadless.com you can check out their cool merch and get a shirt just like me that was comicsfunprofit.threadless.com Join the club. It's where all the cool kids are. Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Kyle and Drew with your sneak peek at next week. Episode number, what are we on? 872 for comics originally coming out December 26th and 27th. The little area between Christmas and New Year's and our last release week in 2023. Wow. Wow. This is the last of those 2023 books before we hit 2024. That's crazy. This year has flown by. But before Drew and I get into one that's coming up in your local comic book shops this coming Tuesday and Wednesday, Drew, it's good to hear from you. What do we got going on in the yeah, world of comics? <laughs> it's all Christmassy up in here. Um, we uh, got a uh, Christmas question. We've got Christmas presents coming in, going out. We got our new winter giveaway. Let's see, what should we do first? Well, let's let's shout out to our our good friend Jason from Hawaii, who sent shout us out Jason our our Christmas gifts. We large large white boxes, um, two of them, um, one for Drew and one for Kyle, and we're going to uh, we're going to open those on Christmas morn in front of our family and make them jealous and visions of sugar plums. Dancing. We'll pull out all the sweet Hawaiian treats, uh, yeah. which I assume might be in there. I don't know. I haven't opened it. Um, but uh, and then we'll tell them they go get their own friend that would send them good, good stuff like that. <laughs> Absolutely. So we're excited. for. There that. are no more friends like Jason out there. <laughs> One of a kind. Thank you. Thank you, Jason. We appreciate that. Um, and I was going to rip right into it. Um, but I decided we'll we'll wait we'll wait until Christmas. Look at you, look at yeah. you. Yeah, um, we're going to be sending out our Christmas cards to five patrons um, who have been selected as winners of the fall patron giveaway contest. Um, so I wanted to have that done um, in fall. Um, <laughs> fall has bled into winter, so um, I've got our um signed photos and our decals our comics for fun and profit decals and then one of the five will be receiving a signed comic compliments of the aforementioned jason 
from uh, the Hawaii Con, uh, Aloha Con. Which one was it? Was it Honolulu Con? Dang it, I, I can't remember. But it was a, a Hawaii Con that he went to and got us a, a signed comic, and that'll be coming your way as well. Uh, but but something for five of the patrons who were part of the patron giveaway. So we thank you all for being uh, a patron. And we use this delayed uh, gift giving from that <laughs> contest to announce the beginning of our new contest for winter, which is um, <laughs> a, another combo. This is going to be a combo. So we're going to do another. So patrons that come in get entered into the patron giveaway. Um, so anybody who becomes a patron will be entered in that. If you buy merch through our store and send us a pic or tag us on social, um, if you don't do social, I get it. You can always email it to us at comics for fun and profit at Gmail. <clears throat> but if you do, if you do social, we're on um, Twitter, Facebook, and what's the other one? Instagram. And now we're on Blue Sky. Try and Blue Sky. On, we're not on Twitter. We're on. I'm sorry. And we dipped our toe in Blue Sky. Blue Sky. So, so we have four options. Uh, or find you, Drew on his OnlyFans. Or I do want a lot of, a lot of custom vids for you guys. <laughs> um, but yeah. So if, if you if you got some merch, um, at at any point if you bought merch, I'll I'll let you tag us and send it to us um and we because we love we love seeing our our merch in the wild so that's very very cool and so that that'll enter you to win as well so patrons being a patron pays um uh having our cool merch over from threadless pays you can find all those links in our show notes um and check that out but it is comicsforfunandprofit.threadless.com or no it's comicsfunprofit.threadless.com yeah that's why you should go to the to the links because obviously <laughs> i can't can't read um <clears throat> so fun, lots of fun stuff finishing up 23 adding our new year we, we, we probably we might be able to squeeze in another episode this year it depends on kyle's kind of a partier so he he Woo! parties that new year's weekend so we'll see we'll see if we can squeeze him in or not and maybe we can maybe we can do our year end um shout outs of favorite stuff we'll have to see how that goes play it by ear we can always do it after because then this, the year will be completely ended so uh that makes sense as well uh, also um now the important thing which i said that wasn't was, the important stuff that all sounded a very that all that was all important thing this uh, another important thing if i can find it uh, <clears throat> from our good patron and friend John Abel, um, he has a question for Christmas. What was the best Christmas gift you got as a kid, and what is the best Christmas gift you got as an adult? Kyle, do you have yours? Okay, difficult because, like, I think my <coughs> best Christmas gift I got as a kid was you getting a gift as a kid because you got the original NES in 1986, correct? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that was going to be mine. That that's be- that's that started the the gaming journey. I just had to steal it, yes. so it wasn't exactly my gift. <laughs> you were but more you, than me. Yes, correct. So you getting the console was actually probably the my favorite thing that was ever received as a gift. Yes. I know I got 
I have beautiful and wonderful memories of getting a ton of all the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle stuff I wanted. I remember opening those. I remember opening the big Ecto-1 Ghostbusters. I wanted it so badly. Ah. and was happy. Um, but I believe every video game console I stole from you that you actually received, if I remember yeah. correctly. <laughs> I, that is that is the deal with being an older brother, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you get the cool stuff first. Yeah. Um, because you age into it first. Um, so now, yeah. did I get a SNES or did I steal your SNES? That, I, I bought my own. I believe I had a job at that point and bought my own. Um, so... But yeah, I was I was thinking 2600. I was going to go Atari 2600. So still the same video game deal. I was pretty psyched about the Nintendo. I can't lie. You got you got that as a gift. I was always told you spent your 4H money on that and then killed. That it. was the Atari. Uh, it was the computer. So ah, was that gotcha. 4800. That or sounds was, about right. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, I I sold a steer at the at the Hocking County Fair. Mm-hmm. And used to use the proceeds of the of that to buy an Atari computer with a um, whopping 16 kilobytes, <laughs> yes. if I recall correctly, <coughs> and a basic cartridge for programming language because mm-hmm. I was going to be Bill Gates before there was a Bill Gates. I was going to be that programming guy, and I was going to be Matthew Broderick in um, War Games and. Um, I then proceeded to a scant months after making that biggest purchase of my entire life. Mm-hmm. I um, left my windows open in my in my room um, and was staying at a friend's house. And there was a big storm that came um, and rained through my windows. It was, it was coming in so hard, it rained into my windows, down my desk, into my <laughs> my computer, and fried it. You became the largest of all cautionary tales on every large purchase I ever made throughout my entire time. <laughs> and Kyle had to hear about it every time he wanted to buy a, a Casio <laughs> keyboard or a a Timex watch or a, a, Mom, a calculator. Can I, a, can I get a Butterfinger? Well, remember that time your brother. Remember when your brother ruined a thousand dollar computer? Oh. That was like I like all the accessories were still okay. They all worked, but yeah. the and I there was no way I was going to be able to get another one um, because the fair was a long way away. <laughs> I didn't have, a, <laughs> didn't have a steer that year. We went down to pigs, I believe, and yeah. pigs don't the money. So <laughs> pigs ate PC money, baby. <laughs> no, but so so the Atari twenty six hundred was the berries. We had Pong before that as a family. Mm. It wasn't my gift. I believe it was something dad brought home. And so Pong was pretty amazing just to me like, Oh wow, this is video pixels. This is like at the arcade. When I twist the thing, it moves on TV at the exact same time. Yeah. So when the, the, the 2600 was something I was really excited about and I don't know that I got it the year it came out, Mm. but it all blends together. Um, but I, I don't think anybody else had them in my circle. I don't remember anybody else having a 2600. So, and then, uh, you know, I, I, I played the hell out of Pac-Man and Asteroids. Galaga was my go-to, you know, there I love that. Um, so yeah, the 2600 was great. Super Nin- or the Nintendo was a close second. Yeah. It was a very close second. Greatest gift ever. Um, now as an adult, Kyle, um, <clears throat> 
you know, I guess let's cancel out the uh, your son was your oldest son was born a week before Christmas. Yeah, and, but, yeah, that crap doesn't count. Who cares? And my daughter was born the week after Christmas. Yeah. So those those sentimental things, of course, would win. Oh, the gift I could ever. No, anyways. yeah, the gift that keeps on giving of love and family. Let's get that out of the way. Those don't yeah. count. How about just cold hard uh, consumerism? Do you, do you remember getting anything as an adult that? Uh, yeah, was... and you, you were at the behest of this. I, you know, I, I had become an adult and kind of given up on Christmas being that big of a deal and no big deal. And uh, you know, you went uh, behind the scenes with, I believe, families and girlfriends and things, and oh, yeah. arranged for my PS3. Yeah, yes. right. It's, so it's it, another video game. Really. It's a it's a it's a very beginning of the Blu-ray craze and everything. And yeah, you know that was not something I would have been able to purchase for myself or anything, but it was something I always uh, I was looking at and eyeballing. Yeah, and, uh, that I was something that. I received as a as an adult. A really the really cool bundle with uh, came with uh, Batman, the Nolan Batman, if I remember correctly, and a yes. couple things. It was awesome. Yeah, we said well, this is what he wants. Yes, but none of us can buy this for him. But yeah. if we all pull our money, exactly, we can get it for him, yep. and uh, that works this out. Is, yeah, you were, were you Christmas. married yet? That's what I was. I was trying to think of the same. I don't Darth think Day. you were. I think you were just dating. <laughs> yeah, that might have been. Yep. Yeah, that's really really cool. Um, I'm trying to think. Golly, like the only ones that stick out are sentimental stuff from my daughter, and I don't those. I don't want to do that. Um. Mm-hmm. I'll just break down and start crying. Uh, <laughs> I remember. When did I get like I remember getting bicycle, being pretty pretty excited about my first bicycle, but that was a kid. Can as, I speak as, about my favorite? Oh no, that was you. Well, you might have been an adult. My favorite thing was when you re- the the late tennis racket. Uh, <laughs> I believe you were. Yeah, I was a kid. I was okay, a kid. you were a kid. Never mind. I was. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was in high school and uh, or junior high, and I really wanted this. Um, uh, tennis racket, you know, so I could be Andre Agassi and, you know, get the ladies. And I didn't get it. I was really bummed. And I was like, man, my Christmas was kind of crappy. Since Kyle came along, I don't get as much. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and then mom realized like a day later, maybe. Oh, uh, it feels like days later. It might have just been like, hours. Yes. <laughs> but that she had missed a present that... Um, left it in the closet and it was mm-hmm. my my tennis racket so then I was like super <laughs> bummed trying to keep keep cool but then I got it so that was that was really nice I, I, I just I picture mom coming down the steps of the family and going well shit <laughs> yeah yeah otherwise I, I don't remember I don't remember a lot of adult gifts unfortunately they all blend together like did I buy that for myself Mm-hmm. Uh, or 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 was that a gift? I don't know. I mean, I, I like most of my tools. <laughs> so just because I've Christmas many gifts. a saw and yeah, <laughs> getting, like cordless, but you know, Dewalt, uh, you know, pro, uh, tool packs were pretty cool, man. You know, I really enjoyed those and use them over and over again. So those. I were believe great. at one point your brother got you a nice encapsulated comic for Christmas, but that's okay. Yes, yes, my uh, <laughs> my Moon Knights. We're very cool, and I believe you got me humans zero. Yeah, that's zero. Yep, that's what that, I was thinking of in my head. That's one that I cherish and um, love. It's already sold it on eBay, ladies and gentlemen. Nope, I, I have not. <laughs> I have not. None of my none of my gifts I have I have sold on eBay. I, I still keep those. Um, but yeah, so. 
that's a great question. Great question. Um, any, uh, we'd love to hear your um, favorite gifts as kids and adults. So feel, feel free to send those in on our socials or as an email. Um, we'll just, we'll keep reading those till they run out. That, that's, that's fun. That's a lot of fun. Um, another gift that keeps on giving is the DC connect and we got a new one folks. Oh no, before we do that, I think I got the, the order wrong last week and I don't want to keep doing that. So what we want to do is we want to do the top 10, the CBSI top 10, then go into our catalog, cover price, then finish up with sneak. And I was get, I think yeah. I got the order <laughs> mixed up. I got excited about the catalog. I wanted to jump to that. So now you have to wait a little bit while Kyle does That's right. the hot tip. Yeah, we're going to start with some of the things that are currently out and moving on the secondary market. We're going to go to our good friends at comicbookinvest.com, their December 22nd Hot 10, and look at their 1 through 10 of what's moving on the secondary market. And the first one is, of course, we've talked about this a few times, Beneath the Trees Where Nobody Sees, number oh, one. Oh, it's up to number one. Yeah, back on the list with literally another 50 sales wow. this past week. Interest appears to have been renewed with the release of the second issue, along with a second print for the first issue. As noted after last week's Top 20, when it was uh, on the outside looking in, now selling for between 20 and 30 for a raw cover A, while the B is much cheaper at about $15. Early 9.8 sales started uh, coming around at $85, but most recently are creeping up over 100 bucks. Very cool. Yeah. Always good cover A, as Kyle likes to say. Absolutely. Well, that cover A is awesome looking. I love that. Yeah. At rank two, we have Wolverine 55, written by Jeff Loeb. Only 40 sales this past week as volumes have doubled. This is why it is not only a repeat this week, but moving up the charts. The price on this classic homage uh, remains about twenty to thirty dollars for raw. However, a couple of CGC nine point eight sold for two hundred and fifty dollars <coughs> last week at uh, only about one hundred fifty, hundred seventy five. So this is uh, this is an old one, right? I believe so. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, I mean, wonder what made it pop yeah. for all this time. Weird. We need to stop the show. <laughs> no, it's okay. I inadvertently closed the tab after I clicked on it. So oh, okay. <laughs> I'm scrambling to find my uh, my Zydeo game real quick. <clears throat> At rank three, we have Animal Pound number one, the one in one hundred. Had about ten sales and a couple of early pre-sales, selling above ratio at $150 uh, and a high sale of 200 for this Tom King written book. The neat little Scotty Young cover. It's been a while since I've seen a Scotty Young cover on, cover on one of these. So that's cool. It is the death of Sabretooth, I guess. So maybe uh, that's something. Oh, on yeah, the rank two or the yeah. the yeah. range fifty five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At rank four, we have Superman number nine, the one in twenty five Nathan Zaird heat cover. Nearly twenty sales since the release, with about the same uh, early pre sales. It's weird when we try to get pre sale sales in with regular sales. Prices uh, climb from the ratio to a high of about fifty dollars, a double ratio as the week has gone. At rank five, Street Fighter Masters, the Kimberly number one, had an additional 20-plus sales this week as the price has risen to a high of about $55 and consistently around can be found for around 40 to 50 The artist Ickpot has a solid Instagram following and may be an artist we look to feature uh, in the future. I've not heard of Ickpot. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that's uh, we've had a few different uh, Street Fighter items on the tops here. Have they been here? 
Ickpot? They've not been Ickpot. This is the first Ickpot. So That's it. Something to write. Just write down your little notebook. Ickpot real quick, just to make sure. Mm-hmm. At rank six, Omega Man number three, of course. This is our boy, Lobo. About 25 more sales this week as reviews for Aquaman 2 are not phenomenal. Jason Momoa, however, continues to say how much he'd love to play Lobo. Uh, there's still speculation that will eventually become a reality. Um, that has driven things up. We got $350 for CGC 9.8 and Rawls over $50. You know what's um, consistently similar in all of Ickpot's art? What's that? Giant boobs. <laughs> all of them on his Instagram. Hey, and we see where his now, following comes Now in. we know where his following came So I think I knew that once you said Instagram. I, I kind of figured that. <laughs> it's like saying his deviant art is doing very well. At rank seven, we have Avengers number eight. Good old Stanley Jack Kirby book. Nearly 20 sales this week after the news of Jonathan Majors firing from the MCU. Seems like more folks will be moving away from the character with that news. But maybe they're hoping for a recast and a spike in the future. Either way, it is a healthy jump over the four or so sales we had this week before the price began to dwindle a little bit. Okay, remind me now. Didn't didn't the Jonathan Majors domestic violence thing pop up a while ago and he got and they were going to fire him and then yeah and i think like down. information about what actually happened <laughs> leaked and they were like you and they just they bailed so it's so it's new information that just happened yeah okay justice league versus godzilla versus kong number one second print not a ton of volume but a decent price jump up to about twenty dollars on a couple sales for the awesome second print uh bjorn barons uh, he's developed quite a following in the last few months, so this could be one of his collectors, one that his collectors are having trouble finding yeah, for their right. personal collection. You and I, right there on Bjorn Barons. Right, from the, from the beginning. From, I mean. From Jump. The commercial beginning. Who knows how long he yeah. been slaving. Yes. At rank nine, Gotham City, Sirens number one, nearly 20 sales this week, which is a healthy bump up from five the week prior. Speculation on the future DCU projects is all over the place following the quiet demise of the previous versions as we say goodbye with Aquaman 2 and Usher in a whole new generation. At rank 10, Batman, Harley Quinn number one, about 20 sales the last two weeks on this classic Alex Ross cover. It seems that recent releases of the facsimile slash foil edition have renewed interest in the original. That's really cool how we've seen a lot of that, whereas facsimiles hit the market, it actually drives people to be like, oh, yeah, I want to grab the original. I want that. Yeah, I want that first one. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so Gotham City Sirens, the quiet demise of the, oh, oh, we say because of all the DCU that existed before, well, not, none of those actors were correct. Ever so now, back. you know, now we can respeculate on new casting, respeculate on new series, is, 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 and things. So there like will that. no, well, there will not be a a Margot Robbie Harley Quinn again. There may be, but we have the freedom to do whatever we want with it now. So, and uh, like this would and this Aquaman is two is the last of the DCU as we know it. New yes. It. Oh, okay. I didn't I didn't realize that was the line in the sand. Okay. And we have a couple of notable sales. Wolverine number 145, the Nabisco cover. All-time okay. <laughs> high sales with an accepted best offer of $6,480 on original $8,100 ask. 
That is a significant jump from the previous high of 2,300 from 2017, and even from the most recent 9.8 sales of 1,700 dating back to 2021. Wow. That's ridiculous, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, Nabisco the variant, return of Wolverine. Yeah, Nabisco variant cover. The return of Wolverine's adamantian Hulk and Sabretooth appearances, Apocalypse cameo, and it's your boy Sinkovich. Sinkovich cover. Yeah, okay, but still, so kind of not. And the other uh, notable sale, Thorn Tales from the Lantern, an old Jeff Smith book. This is a book that rarely ever comes up. This issue predates bone and sold for a healthy six thousand six hundred dollars at a heritage auction that's kind of cool yeah very nice so those are the things going on in the secondary market according to our good friends at comic book invest very cool now um before i jumped to conclusions earlier it is now time for the dc connects january for march edition with a batman cover why not go back to the well but what got you there? <laughs> Batman. Right. Put Batman on the cover. We're still calling it Donna DC. I don't think anybody's paying attention to that anymore, but maybe. Yeah, I'm still stuck in the new 52. No, I'm <laughs> I mean, it's like I don't, I don't. I mean, we've done so many events now. We're we're in Beast Wars now. Is that Dawn of DC title? I mean, what is what is Dawn of DC anymore? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what know. the what the plan is. All I know is that if we head over to the very first page of our DC Connect, we get a thrilling new arc. Dark Prisons has begun. Batman 145 by our boy Chip Zdarsky. Following the Joker year one stunning reveals, Batman must engineer an escape from Zur's prison. But what dark secrets does Zur now hold that are game changes for the Dark Knight in the entire DC universe? Yeah, I hope this never goes and gets a, a movie treatment because I do not want his split personality storyline on the big screen. I don't think don't like your peanut butter and your chocolate. Don't like your moon Knight and your Batman. I don't think so. I don't think so. There we go. Well, the other thing we have here, then our second book featured in our DC connect suicide squad dream team. Number one, a new squad fights for DC's future. And the next big step towards the cataclysm event of 2020. <clears throat> Big missed opportunity here when you say dream team. I was expecting them to be lined up out of the old basketball dream team. Just put them in the, the old because yeah, uh, like Dreamer is on the team, I'm guessing. Yeah. Oh, ugh, vomiting in my mouth a little bit. There you go. Yeah. Um, I like that one in 25 kind of walk away variant. That is an homage to something I'm blanking on. That's the one in 25? Gleb yeah. Melancholic? Yes. I mean,. Yeah, I mean, if that was if that had a costume hanging over a trash can, it, it would yeah, be yeah, 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 similar to that. Spidery. So this uh, this appears to be Amanda Waller, Bizarro, Dreamer, the Clock King, and Harley Quinn. Are design teams. Not a dream team. No. Team. Honestly, couldn't care less about any of us. <laughs> I mean, sticking Harley on it gonna get you some yeah, some oh, yeah. that yeah. makes sense. Um, I don't blame you there. You've got to kind of do that or nobody would pay attention, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't know Clock King. Yeah, I don't either, but he's he's got a very, yeah, I don't know. He looks almost he, like a... He looks like a Batman rogue. Yeah, he looks very Edward Nigma there. Yep, yeah, very much so. <clears throat> Batman Dylan Dog number one is 88 pages 
a three-issue series by Roberto Recchioni, with art by Gigi Cavanago and Werther Del Erda. <laughs> I lost. I, I was doing so good, man. I got to the end and lost it. We'll see how the fate of Batman and Dylan Dog intertwine in the past through their lethal nemesis Joker, the Zabaras, a mad genius with a taste for bringing the dead back to life. Joker's in London to seal the hellish pack with Dylan Dog's nemesis, the Mephistalian Zabaras. The doorbell of Craven Road, number seven screams, and beyond the doorway, Bruce Wayne appears. For the nightmare investigator, an incredible adventure begins side by side with the Dark Knight. They'll have to forge an uneasy alliance, putting aside their differences in order to successfully confront and defeat an evil that comes from the past. Wow. Weird. What's going on there? Uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting. And you know, Art's okay. Looks fine. Uh, One in 25 is very cool. Not bad. I, I don't... Um, and only five bucks for 88 pages seems like a steal. Yeah, six, uh, you know, six dot bucks, a three-issue series. I'm sorry, five bucks, a three-issue series. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, that's that's amazing. So <laughs> That's the direction we like. We like that direction, yes. And now we're to a direction we don't like. An all-red written book. <coughs> But it's Mark Russell writing, so <laughs> you gotta you gotta be able to squint and enjoy the all red. Our good friend Eric from Calabunga will be excited because he likes the all red. Yeah. Batman Dark Age number one. Meet Bruce Wayne, Gotham's favorite delinquent son, as an origin story like no other. Witness the boy become a dark knight shaped by a city in turmoil as it match, marches towards its prophesied doom. The Eisner-nominated Superman Space Hicks team, Mark Russell and Mike Allred, take on the Dark Knight. Looks pretty good. I mean, I I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Okay, but give me the reason to buy it. Mark Russell is the reason to buy it. That's all you need to know. All right. right. He's great. All right, right, Batman and Robin number seven. Hidden down. Flatline returns. I don't know Flatline. Yeah, she's awesome. Derek Chu variant's nice. Detective Comics 1083. Oh, Nightwing 112. What's wrong with Nightwing? Nothing's wrong with Nightwing. No. <laughs> Nothing. How dare you? Nightwing continues to struggle with his recent woe. I think I missed the backup um, solicit last last month. Mm-hmm. This says it's part two of the period saga around seven <laughs> centuries ago. The Grayson name was born. A child of Black Death, the story of revenge reaches its epic conclusion. So that'd be a fun little one, too. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Birds of Prey 7. Boy, I wish I could actually <coughs> see what the variant covers look like, but no. Have I asked you, Kyle, when when you get a four ninety nine comic... Um, I immediately roll my eyes. You get mad. All right, we all get mad. Um, do we prefer our four ninety nine comics, if, if we're stuck with them, to have a backup... Or to not have a backup. Ideally, a backup. You can charge that extra dollar you, for that backup, and you're like, oh, okay, I can just... You would it. rather have, like, an extra story you didn't ask for... Correct. ...versus just more of the story you did. Correct. Okay. that's. I think that's where I'm at, too. A lot of people are... I've heard a lot of people go the other way with... Um, I, I bought us, you know, I bought this Superman book. I don't want a Supergirl backup or a Superboy backup, you know. So whatever my my backup needs to be. Tell me but, a backup. Have it have some tangential way of crossing yeah. with the original book. It doesn't have to be concurrent, but yeah, hundred percent. Right. 
I would love uh, that. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Because even if you're like not loving the current arc or it's dragging on too long, then you've always got the backup to kind of like save it almost. There you go. Sorry, where were you? We are starting with Catwoman 63 now. Lights, camera, at, I'm sorry, lights, camera, catching. Featuring oh artwork God. by fan favorite <laughs> Carmine uh, Gia Domenico. Like and it. Our, and David Nakayama cover. Really like the original cover. Really like the Inhyuk Lee cover. Really like the Rachta Lin cover. Uh, not bad on the LaRue cover or the LaRue cover. Oh, and, yeah, so is it my hockey. And, but, uh, I was building to that. You are the worst. The oh, did I, did I, worst. <laughs> like, oh, gosh. I had a point. You blew yes. it. I was literally going left to right. Uh. <laughs> but, of course, my most excitement is the Women's History Month variant, and that is the Sozo Miyakia cover. Because nobody has put more women on covers than Sozo Miyakia, because that's, that's all she true. did. That's a lot of great Harley Quinn covers, it looks like, for 38. A couple of nice ones for Poison Ivy as well. Yeah. Teeny Howard, the Sweeney Boo cover. And again, another Women's History Month Sozo Miyakia. So this leads me to believe that hopefully Sozo Miyakia is doing the entire Women's Month run. So that is yeah. awesome. It makes yeah, me what, very happy. Batman the Brave and the Bold's got a few. Red Hood the Hill. Oh, what's our anniversary? We've got a World's Well, it's issue 25. That's our anniversary. <laughs> Come on now. That's an uh, anniversary now. <laughs> then we get uh, William Shatner. <laughs> on yeah. the cover of uh, <laughs> Batman Superman World's Finest? What? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Cammy, I mean, I, I'm all for variants. I'm all for Dan Mora. Didn't see the Shatner coming. Uh-uh. <laughs> it just, like, as Shatner. Just him, just Shatner. Yeah, just there he is. in chat. <sighs> Action Comics 1063. Of course, Jason Aaron writing this one. We've got a bizarro phase coming in so we get a lot of neat little weird bizarro covers so that's cool superman 12 of the joshua williamson run <gasps> power girl 7 we have pow- a power girl cover without a big close-up boob window i don't i did not know you yeah. could do that i i think that's a mistake i think so too <laughs> i think I now we have variant covers so like that we we're going to i haven't seen the sozo miyakia but i'm i'm sweating already yeah, I, I, I imagine that's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be great. Or, or we can go back to Ick, Ickblat. What's his name? Ick, Ickpot. Have Ickpot do the, um, yes. the Power Girl cover. That's his go-to. The question is, what is Ickbot big too worthy? <laughs> Why not? Why not? Yeah. Okay, I, I'm putting a little tally mark by I'm trying to figure out how much these uh, women's variant month is going to cost me if I'm doing all these <laughs> Sosomiakias. Yeah, that's cool. It'll be a good bundle. Yeah, Flash Seven, Speed Force Five. Yeah, I have been. Um, I've read the first three issues of Tom King's Wonder Woman, and the the Daniel Samper art is really good. And you know, Tom King is good. You don't have to wait too long. You know, for he's better in chunks than he is in individual mm-hmm. issues. <clears throat> but it seems like the last couple of issues have been like all about propping up Wonder Woman, like how tough she is how strong okay. she is like 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 the the story plot that we're following is is really not moving very fast like it's mm-hmm. not progressing but that's you know that's a tom king staple right he slowly unfolds things <laughs> yes but it's and but it's i mean it's really well done really well executed it's just 
like I get it. I get it. she's <laughs> Amazon, you know I I've seen her in action in the DCU. I know she's part of the Trinity for a reason, right? She's stronger than you think, Drew. Yeah, but it's just like hitting everybody over the head with you know her backstory and her origin yeah. and how tough she is and paid her dues and blah blah blah. And I'm like, okay, let's go, let's go. But then that's been Tom King complaint for a long time. Mm-hmm. from a lot of people so we've had 12 issue maxi series that could have been four issue series so i get it i get it anyway that's my mini rant <laughs> speaking of mini rant we go in and we see some uh-huh. of our sinister sons number two which is me then saying hey um i was in our ollies up in lancaster not too yeah. long ago Burma. if you want any super sons boy there's a lot of super sons in ollies for or like, like, yeah, like a trades? Lot of, lot of, yeah, trades and stuff. Oh, so. very cool. Yeah, so Two, three bucks? It wasn't expensive. It was wow. not expensive at all. Wow. Titans number nine. Amanda Waller looking straight up like Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> she changes so yeah. much depending yeah. on the artist. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Green Arrow. I forgot there was a Green Arrow book. And there's Dude. this is we're on issue 10. Yeah. Huh. I'd like to apologize because right now I'm just scrolling looking for uh, Sozo Miyake cover, so I, I apologize. <laughs> yeah, but not a female uh, yeah, led book, nope, you don't care. Nope, nope. Yeah, we're skipping society, the golden nope. age, blowing through the, the golden saying, age. No beetle, nope. Yeah, they right. front loaded them all. April special. I was going to say, you have to do this one. <laughs> oh my goodness, we've got apes on the cover. Monkeys on the cover sells, folks. Yeah. We got a detective chimp. We got a super ape of some sort. An absurd, absurd amount of bad ape puns are coming. So be ape fies. Gorilla Grodd's recent in-car apeshin in the pages of The Flash has left a void <laughs> that Monsieur Mala is more than happy to fill. Ape symboling a group of the DCU's most sinister simians. Mala forms the legion of do um, I don't know why. Why don't we get that reference? With an eye towards world domination. <laughs> may I may I explain? May I may I redo that line for you? I apologize. Yes. Yeah, the Legion of Doom. The Legion of Doom. <laughs> oh, perfect. I do not speak monkey as well as you do. Very good. Very good. Be conquer. That is the enter the all ape jungle. There we go. (laughs) Can this team of heroic anthropoids be the salvation we need? Or will okay, this is that's enough. Don't miss the banana scent variant cover. Of course, Uh, scratch and sniff. You can't go wrong. John Layman, Josh Hale, Fielkov, and Gene Yang doing this crazy. Person that wrote the solicit has it on their resume. <laughs> <laughs> Art by Mostert, Hester, Chang, and a cover by Mora. Here. Dan Mora, you're one of our most beloved artists. Can we get your help here? <laughs> and this is not the 9.99 quarterly oversized. No. This is something. That was a 48-page $6 one. So they just snuck this okay. in here. Banana scented cover, $8. Funny. 
That's fine. Cardstock variant, seven dollars. Standard version, six dollars. Uh, I, I, I mean. Kudos to them. Did not realize there were this many apes in the world until we put them all together. And I'm like, oh, okay. It's a lot of apes. A lot of, a lot of monkey business. A lot of monkey business in the DCU. Not to be outdone. Justice League versus Godzilla versus Kong. <laughs> perfectly fits there. No right? banana scented cover here. Well, you know that's going to be underworld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that's going to be that's going to be a hot one. And in 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 a decade from now, the eBay listing will will. No, CGC will they'll seal it with and they'll degre- they'll deduct points if it if the smell is gone. Yes, that's <laughs> <No>, faded. <laughs> well, you can tell because it's sealed up. But yeah. you know that's CGC. Superman seventy eight, the metal curtain number five, really cool, very minimalistic cover by Gavin Gudry. Okay, Kyle, there's a video game tie-in here for a digital doll token. Is a Suicide Squad game? Suicide Squad. Kill the Arkham Asylum. Get the new Great White Shark Weapon Doll digital token with issue number two in the video game Justice Squad. Kill the Justice League. Inspired by the... So is this a fighting game, probably? Um, No, they're trying to do Arkham style. Okay. There's the John Constantine Hellblazer. Is this a black label? <clears throat> Doesn't say it is. Nope. Feels like it. Could be. This is three of there are nine issues in this series. Oh, so probably not. The Tyler Crook variant, very cool looking though. For sure. It's kind of his go-to, that green swamp thing palette. Barda, looking very all-agey by Ngozi Ukazu. Yeah. Soft cover, $17. But either doesn't have any dialogue or the dialogue's not there yet. Yeah. Quick read for the kids then. Yeah. Batman and Robin and Howard... Yeah. A standard comic size redo. Periodical format. Does that mean floppy comic? I believe so. Yeah, standard comic size. Now available in periodical format. Primer number one. Ashley Rayburn is ready to paint the town literally. 40 pages. So Another YA kind of his tie-in. Very YA, yeah. Batman Scooby-Doo Mysteries. Looney Tunes 277. Facsimile for Detective Comics 411. Reprint of Talia Al Girl Ghoul's first ever comic book appearance. Oh. And we also have Limited Collector's Edition 51. I'm assuming that's Batman 51. But I don't know. I think that's like a special. Yeah. Like not like an 80-page giant type of thing. This is the Raza Ghoul Saga by da- Neil Adams and Danny O'Neill. In it's original oversized format. $15 facsimile. <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's a trade, I guess. Yeah. Trade 76 price. pages. And then, speaking of trades, that's what we're looking at now. Yeah. Lots of old and new trades. Lots of old. That's, wow, okay. We're we're done before we knew it. Dang. So, not a ton of Sozo Miyake. Not an, I mean, I think there's half a dozen. Yeah. It didn't seem like, a, it didn't seem like it was taken over the month. No, but piquing my interest because we only got one actual piece of art. That was big enough to see. No, that was included. The rest were just a lot, a line item, but not an actual oh, thing being oh. shown. Gotcha. So we've got, you know, Birds of Prey, Catwoman. Catwoman's the only one we actually see the art on. Harley, Ivy. Yeah, Catwoman, you said. Harley, Ivy. Power Girl. Power Girl, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, it, that's half a dozen. Is that it? <coughs> yeah, it might be. 
Yeah. That is doable and in my mind worth it. Well, you've only seen one. Are you sure? No, I've seen many Sozo Miyake covers. Gotcha. I consider myself quite the expert. Wow. Laying down the gauntlet. All right. Now well, let's head on over to our good friends at Cover Price, where Kyle takes you through the top ten while Drew gets a glass of water. All right. <laughs> let's start with our top ten. Um, actually, we're going to start at ten and work our way down. We're mixing it up yet again with our good friends at Cover Price. At rank ten, we talked about this Wolverine 55, this Greg Land cover that had pulled three leaks strike again recently an image of a decapitated saber tooth has leaked that led the fan base to search for this book as it features a decapitated saber tooth on the front and center this book bears uh, the distinction of being the issue where saber tooth quote unquote dies it's a fantastic cover but that will have fans buzzing if the leaks come true still we recommend treading carefully with books related to deadpool 3 leaks there's a wild amount of unsubstantiated rumors circulating with Ryan Reynolds also fanning all these flanks tread lightly, tracking 19 copies. <coughs> Boy, Drew, you should really mute your microphone with you both cough and jump into your chair from 30 uh, feet away, apparently. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. 19 copies sold high sale of $204 for CGC 9.8 and fair market value for near mint's 23. Drew, this decapitated saber tooth is due to a Deadpool 3 possible leak. Ah. Yeah. At rank 9, we have Beneath the Trees, where nobody sees. Number 2, the cover A, Patrick Horvath cover. Boy, not quite as good as that cover A from issue 1, but I'll allow it. Issue 1 has been a massive hit and has a heavy presence on this list and has been for weeks. It's no surprise that it's extended to number 2. Fans are invested now, and rumors are already swirling that the series could receive an adaptation of some sort with no real concrete news all eyes are on the series as his creator so many fans are opting to hop on board now especially if they missed out on the previous book tracking 15 copies sold seven day trend 136 percent increase ten dollars for a raw five bucks if you're really looking there probably sells play at rank eight justice league number one this book marks the first appearance of maxwell lord we already have leading man pedro pascal play the character in wonder woman 1984 but there is no room for him in James Gunn's new DCU. Arr. Instead, he casts his brother Sean Gunn to play the character, which led many fans to search the aftermarket for this book. We don't know how heavily involved the character will be in the future, <clears throat> but a controversy is already brewing regarding the casting. It's a perfect storm for heavy aftermarket movement. 22 copies sold, $200 for CGC 9.8, current raw, 20 bucks. And I also I have... I also have the, the the trade of this from back in the day, and I'm wondering because trades were kind of like newish back then. I wonder if um like a first print trade would have any value. I imagine so. People would still want them. Yeah, I like Sean Gunn. I think he does a good character, and the fact that he's putting his brother in there means they've got a lot of meat on the bone for that character. I would imagine so. Yeah, that's a good good idea. I don't think I know who Sean Gunn is. Um, it, he played. Uh, one of the Ravagers, the the fun Ravager in all of the Guardian stuff. Oh, <clears throat> okay, I recognize it. <laughs> I knew the exact name of him, and as, as soon as I started that conversation, it went out of my head. <laughs> yeah, okay. <clears throat> Eric Seven, Godzilla, Volume 1, Number 1, The Regular, during a year dominated by 
Oppenheimer and Barbie Godzilla is making himself known. Godzilla minus one has dominated the domestic box office, becoming America's biggest Japanese live action release. That momentum caused the movie to be shown in an additional 2,500 theaters nationwide, indicating it will not slow down anytime soon. In addition, the Godzilla fan base got the first trailer for Godzilla versus or Godzilla Cross Kong, the new empire. The American subset of Godzilla fans is feasting right now, which led numerous fans to return to books specifically developed to introduce Godzilla to American audiences. It worked and continues to do so uh, almost 50 years later, tracking 32 copies sold, high sale of $450 for CGC 9.8, and a current fair market value of very fines at $58. He plays Kraglin in Guardians of the Galaxy. I knew it would come back to me as I read he's, that. And he's the one that was trying to learn to do the whistle yes, exactly. and then exactly. said bad dog to the... Yeah. Perfect. Exactly. Russian. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. I don't recognize the name, but that's. Yeah. I remember. Remember this. At rank six, we have X Men Adventures Volume One, Number One. We've featured this book many times over last year as a community eagerly awaits the new release of X-Men 97. While we wait, the fandom has used this opportunity to secure a copy of this book featuring the first appearance of fan-favorite mutant Morph. He originally debuted in the show and captured the hearts of many. With the IP returning, fans are grabbing copies before it's our TV screens in early 2024. Last week, we checked 16 copies in a high sale of $162 on that CGC 9.8. Near mints, fair market value, $25. Beneath the trees where nobody sees number one, cover A. I love it, I love it, I love it. $150 for CGC 9.8, $22 for fair market. Spawn number one. Holy crap, imagine that. It's on the list again. 41 copies, CGC 9.8, still hovering at $175. 21 bucks for this book. Ah, this Ickpot, buddy. We get, we're back to Ickpot, Drew. We've circled back. But now he's Udon. doing uh... the same, same book we talked about earlier. Oh, Udon yeah. Comics has come up with quite the unconventional idea to bring more stores on board that previously neglected to carry this inventory. They began sending out a secret variant to said stores, which was this book. Once discovered, it was an immediate aftermarket hit. There was an instant scarcity as copies slowly trickled online with fans attempting to secure copies as soon as they went live. There is still a giant Street Fighter fan base and its stylized variant from Ickpot hit all the right notes. We tracked 39 copies, $55 for raw, 44 bucks if you're being picky and finding your mints. At rank two, we have Female Force, Taylor Swift, number one, Pablo Martenda, eBay, Dazzler, number one, homage in the original comic. Is this a old, comics? old thing? No, this is thing? something new they're doing. This is something new in, in bypassing stores. This is the kind of thing we don't like. Tidal Wave Comics sure knows how to cap Capitalize on the hype to coincide with their 34th birthday in the event that uh, her era's tour, Tidal Wave Comics, released this bio comic with a series of variant covers, one of which was this book exclusive to eBay and depicting, depicting Swift as Dazzler in the original costume, an mm. homage to Dazzler number one. It sold out immediately with copies reselling on the exact same platform for more money. The hype behind Taylor Swift, Swift as Dadler has died down somewhat, but these books have repeatedly appeared on uh, appeared appealed to the fan base. Can't read today. Seventy six copies, high sale of twenty dollars for all. Twenty bucks is what you're going to pay. 
And then we have female force tailors with no under one, Popolo, Martienda, eBay, Dazzler, number one, oh mine, the Swifties Limited 100. As mentioned, Tidal Wave Comics brought her, their A game to this exclusive, whereas our previous entry depicted Taylor Swift in the original Dazzler costume. This book features Swift in the new Dazzler getup. That and it was more limited, with only 100 copies produced. That made it an aftermarket darling. As many fans who secured a copy of this eBay exclusive immediately put it back on the market with a higher value. They went fast, which is another sign of how much fans want to see Swift in the MCU. We touched on this book and its predecessors last week in the market report. 101 copies sold for a book that's limited to 100. High sale of $45 for all. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's not limited to 100 then. You didn't listen when I said they were buying it and then immediately reselling it. Oh, I see. I, I see what you're saying. It's okay, so it's the same one passing hand multiple times. Okay. Yes. I didn't. I didn't do that math. I did not. Okay. <laughs> so we. Um. Okay. On the one hand, entrepreneurial. Um. You know, you don't need no direct market. I guess you do your own thing. Sell your comics that way. I guess if you bypass our beloved comic shops, you get a wag of the finger from me. That's just how it is. That's that's just how it is. That's just how it is. Um, so we are anti-female force. Boo, you guys. Boo, boo, yes, boo. Well, yes. Okay, gotcha. All right. I right, rank eleven. We have DC's Twas the Might Before Christmas, the Sowie one in twenty-five. This is um. A silly little quarterly $9.99 book, um, but this is the 1 in 25 version. So um, what's a 1 in 25 $10 book go for? Probably around 50 bucks. <laughs> for, um, and that's what the the the, Raw's, the high sale of the Raw went for 50 bucks. There you go. <clears throat> We've got uh, Stray Dogs number one coming in at 12. Ooh, yeah, baby. This is the regular one, and it's back on the radar. Um, CGC 9.8 going for 95 bucks. Um, current near mints around $27. So that's that's going to happen. It must must be going to happen in some other medium. Uh, rank 13, we have uh, Amazing Spidey 300, the first Venom. This is $3,000 for a CGC 9.8. Raw's around $5.91. Uh, Venom Lethal Protector. Number one comes in at rank 14. 22 copies of this one sold. High sale of 148.50 for a 9.8. Um, current raws around $22. So much Venom. Yeah. Venom 28. Art Adams 1 in 25. 15 copies of this one sold. High sale of 37.56 for a near mint. Dazzler number one, the original, um, also has heat, the one that was homaged earlier. Um, 19 copies of this sold. High sale of $250 for a CGC 9.8. Current Rawls around 15 bucks, which is probably where they belong. Uh, New Mutant 98, first Deadpool, moved 14 copies. High sale of $1,300 for a 9.8. Rawls around $432. At rank 18, we have Punisher um, number one. This is, wonder which one this is. This is the original Punisher, right? No, it's it's volume two. So the 14 yeah, yeah. copies. What is that? 1987. 1987. So why is it a volume two? Oh, because there was a mini first. Is that right? Was there a mini first? Sure. I don't remember. <clears throat> um, 
anyway, we got 14 copies of this thing selling two to almost $300 for a CGC 9.8. Uh, Raw is around 362 bucks. Mad Max Furiosa number one. Uh, this is since the trailer's debut. This has been hot. 14 copies. Uh, high sale of uh, CGC 9.8 for 160. Raw is around 21 dollars. Uh, rank 20, we finish it out with Monster in My Pocket, number one. Uh, Westbrook Studios and Altar Rock Pictures developing a live-action series of the 200-plus collectible monsters. That's a massive toy collection that was launched way back in 1989. And this is not the first crossover, but they've sold, they've, we're tracking 13 copies of this comic, selling high sale of 50 bucks for a near mint, which ain't bad. Ain't bad at all. Do you remember Monsters in My Pocket at all? Of course I remember Monsters in My Pocket. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I, the, It was I, never my thing, but I, I remember you know, it being a thing. Yeah. I think it's time now as we enter into... This is... This is this sneak peek at next week is going to be the day after Christmas, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so this could be a... There ain't nothing out. Or uh-huh. there could be some gold to mine here, my my man. Um, yeah, I, I'm curious. It's usually like the next two weeks are slow, right? I mean, the next three months are slow, but yes. <laughs> That's true. I forgot. Yeah, they are. Well, let's find out. You, I mean, we're talking about it. We've got the answers right here in front of us, Drew. Let's head over to LunarDistributions.com. Let's find our new releases. Let's click on 12, 26, 2023 and see what DC is releasing the day after Christmas between that and New Year. And we have a little bit of Action Comics 2023 annual. No, no, no better time to put it in annual than the last week of the year. Silent Night Santa Claus for a four. So right as soon as Christmas is over, we're f- finishing that four issue series. Pretty good time. Uh, I do. Yeah, that Larue cover is awesome. Detective Comics 1080. Um, if I remember correctly, yeah, I really liked that Jason Sean Alexander cover B on that one as well. <clears throat> Flash has got some creepy covers. If you want to get one more Santa cover, Green Arrow, cover C, Trevor Hair Sign, Santa Claus cardstock variant. Also old school titling. <clears throat> My favorite of these being the Harley Quinn 35 cover C. It is kind of the homage to Harley's first appearance. Oh, uh, um, yeah. Issue. So very cool. Teen Titans facsimile. For I have two copies one. of this one, so love that cover. Yeah. So you don't need no facsimile? I don't need no stinking facsimile. This is one I got just chilling in multiple, one of which I got for a quarter. <laughs> I love the Christian Ward cover B penguin cover of Penguin with a bunch of penguins. That makes me happy. Yes, exactly how you, how you should be doing it. <laughs> yes, there we have uh, Penguin or Power Girl and all of Penguin Girl, Power Girl and all of her glory. Um, Dustin, when I did it with a crayon cover, is that a thing? Not happy. Not, not phoned it in. Is that what you're saying? Are we going for kitschy appeal, thematics? What are we going for here? It does look like a. I don't even think it's watercolor. I think you might. It might be like a, a, a crayon. Yeah, I think you're right. I very much like the cover C on Power Girl number four, the Jamal Campbell cardstock variant. Um, they essentially did a fitness magazine cover with it, which is kind of dope. I like when they homage uh, magazines. What did I miss? I missed it. Where is it? Uh, it is on the oh, Power. The cover, yeah, Power. Yeah, Power Magazine, gotcha. Very cool. So it's not as thin, uh, DC's not as thin as I thought it might be the day after Christmas. Yeah. People taking their Christmas money and heading to the LCS, maybe. 
that's the idea. See what 1227 has to offer. Oh, we get that first issue of Duke from Skybound and Image. We've all read the um, preview pages in the back of Transformers and such. Yeah. Getting another gangster-ass barista. <laughs> but of course. Only read the first issue. It was really good. Missed the second one somehow. Mom breaks the internet. Ayo. Number two. The Schlub hits issue five. Uh, new issue of Dracula. <coughs> and uh, it's issue six of World Tree. With um, those other lunar offerings. A little light. Let's see what Boom says. Boom says Book of Butcher. Number one. A Dan Mora cover. Uh, James Tinney in the fourth. And Werther Delerda. So this is obviously in the like a family book of some yeah. sort. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something is killing the family. Ten <laughs> bucks a piece. So that's the big thing here. Uh, Ten bucks a piece. So I'm out. Although I love the FOC reveal cover by Jai Lee. Because I love when Jai Lee does the something is killing the children covers. There you go. Good old Jai. Okay. So we have Bjorn Barons doing a Power Rangers cover that is creepy and cool. We have Dan Mora doing an homage to the old black and whites, huh. TMNT, as well. I was going to say, oh, <coughs> yeah. So there's all kinds of interesting Mighty Morphin TMNT crossovers, but mm. it's weird that you know, like you draw the line there. Like you're a TMNT guy, but Mighty Morphin's not your thing. No, so correct. You can't stand them when they when they touch each other. I mean, that came out wrong, but you know what I mean. The, the Mighty Morphins have never actually touched any turtles that I know. <laughs> But Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Team in T2 Black and White Edition Number One, there is a Jennifer, Jenny Frizen cover of I assume oh. April. I assume April, maybe, maybe not. I don't know who is actually on the cover. <laughs> yeah, down there from Marvel, we've got uh, Gang War still going on. The Deadly Hands of Kung Fu tie in, and a really long leg from the Ben Sue foil variant. We try to do um, perspective, which and fail miserably. <laughs> giant size superstars facsimile it's a seven dollar facsimile so the days of facsimiles being affordable yeah. be over they've gone from this is a common man's way to get this to eh, we still want more money than <laughs> if you can't get the secondary market we can upcharge you yeah i think it's funny that it took them a while to figure it out though like facsimiles were like priced less than mm-hmm regular comics because it was pre-existing material and then they're like oh wait <laughs> oh oh i get it we could charge more yeah all right this is where i complain about men so like we have the ski chalet variants right and this this is the ski chalet variants month right oh is it okay so for marvel we have spider woman number two but somehow david nakayama has found a way to take more clothes off while still incorporating nothing but snow, which doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> the ski chalet. Yeah, I see. I see it now. Um, the timeless has been around for a while, right? This timeless number one is not really a number one. Correct. They stuck Moon Knight on one of the. Covers. And the only cool thing about the timeless is we had that inadvertent Miss Minutes cover, and yeah. now that that's gone, nobody cares, and they're just boy, they're trying. But yeah. I do like Peach Pomoko's Nightmare cover. Yeah. Very cool. And there's a spoiler cover. I wonder what that is. <laughs> that would be a spoiler, true. That would be. Uh, well, but I but I just wonder. Dynamite gives us stuff. 
Thank you for your stuff. Back half is <laughs> I can't I can't refute that. Yep. Thanks, Dynamite. Moving on. Thank you, Dynamite, for the stuff offered. Oh, we got a ninety dollar animal castle. Sorry, I'm I'm cut in it. I'm caught in an anime wave. I'm trying to get out. My bad. Very cool. No, right, good. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah. There is a uh, I've been watching a series called This Berserk of Gluttony and they've got their graphic novel bottom volume nine out. So I'm just kind yeah. of looking ahead at what's going on in that series. So do you stream um Max? No. They, have, they like have a whole anime channel. Oh, do they? Okay. Uh, I've been mostly this. waiting for things to come out and hit, like the crunchy rolls and things. The cr- yeah, yeah. Me and my weird isekais, I can't get away from them. You do like your cartoons? You, that's no. True. True. <laughs> Not okay. Not okay. <laughs> from IDW, we have more Dungeons and Dragons with Fortune Finder number two from uh, Jim Zub and Max Dunbar on art. Okay, dynamic. I don't. We normally skip over this dynamics forces stuff. Right. Through. Usually, but yeah. We have the Dynamic Forces New Year's 2024 Celebration Pack. This special set includes one limited edition signed comic, one limited edition retailer incentive exclusive comic, and one remarked comic with a one-of-a-kind hand-drawn color sketch and a one and one high-end ultra-limited variant comic for $120. Very cool. All right. It just caught my eye. I like their weird bundles and things sometimes. Watson Holmes still putting out books. That's cool. <clears throat> wow. The Ribbon Queen hits its issue six of eight, and it has a horror homage. That Did you say a horror homage? A horror homage, which it's I kind of just... recognize, but I kind of don't recognize. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure what that is. I kind of see it as something I've seen before. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not the greatest homage, or I don't have the background to understand yeah. it. Remember when Enormous was a big comic book? Yeah. Tim Daniels and Enormous. There's a, a, a trade for it from Enormous Comics. Ah, not Enormous Comics, but uh, from uh, Invader Comics. Okay. So I thought that was kind of cool. And uh, you ever want to get me with a title of something? We have Flesh Eating Cheerleaders 1969. Okay. From Dren Productions after dark. That sucked you in, huh? I was just very like, what? Who? Huh? <clears throat> All right, Drew, did you talk about Titan Comics and Forgotten Runes? I missed that one. Wizard Cult number one. This is from Titan. It is a $5 book. It includes free game codes worth $20 for the upcoming video game Forgotten Runiverse MMORPG exclusive to this print edition. Oh. It will be a 10-issue series beginning as a seemingly unconnected series of magical tales about a power, about different powerful wizards gradually merging into a legendary saga. I like Titan Comics. They do cool things. So I like their close connection to video games. So the fact that they've got some neat little uh, plan here, I like that. Um. Okay, so MMORPGs. Massive are... multiplayer online role-playing so like the world of warcraft yes not fortnite that's not a that's not an rpg mmorpg but there's a lot of people playing at once so that's just a multiplayer online yeah it's like everybody's in the same world team right. up or die but the rpg means you're like means you're you're, yeah, you're, you're creating a creator uh, character leveling them and then picking the paths that you would like <laughs> to create your character as so is what? How many people need to be playing that to make it successful? Because it does it. Can you play it without it 
there being a lot of people online at the same time, or do you need that other element? I mean, you need a fan base to drive it as, as far as success is concerned, but a lot of massive multiplayer games, people still solo a lot as much as they can. Okay. You can do both. Correct. Gotcha. Yeah, there's really only one that stands out to me this week, and <clears throat> for me, it's the David Aha cover of Duke, cover B. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Duke, Duke's going to have some heat, and there's probably going to be a lot of these sold. Um, it, it checks a lot of nostalgia buttons, but it also has the David Aha, but not David Aha. Like, it's it's like the Aha-esque. Yeah, it's Aha-esque. <laughs> so um, um, I, think that's, I think that's the way to go this week. I think it'll have some long-term value. Very cool. And I'm going with our good friends at Titan Comics and Forgotten Runes, Wizards Cult number one. If the ge- if you paid five bucks, um, if the uh, the book isn't as good as you'd like, you still have the ability to try the game, and maybe you got something cool out of that. Cover A? Yeah, we're going to go cover A. They're all pretty similar. Pretty similar. Yeah. Very cool. Hey, we want to thank you for traveling with Drew and myself through our final comics for fun and pro. Well, I'm sorry. This won't be our, necessarily our final episode, but might be talking about the final. Yeah, more of them aren't clear. It's going to be our final episode of the year. Um, going through the comics releasing at the end of the year as we fit, wrap up 2023. Um, this is also our time where we ask you guys to send us in your highlights for 2023. What was the best comics you read this year? Um, what was your best deals? What was your best flips? Things like that. So let us know how your 2023 was. Drew and mine have all, are always good. We always have great years. Because, you know, we get to podcast and that's all that really matters. But let us know how 2023 was for you guys, whether it was a, a good year in the world of comics or a down year in the world of comics. It was the the world that we incorporated our, our robot rover or over, our robot overlords <laughs> and Kyle had his first stroke. So those are the, the highlights for me of this year. Of course, a lot of our products can be found comics for fun and profit at our uh just everywhere on the, the X's and the Instagrams and the Facebooks, all that fun stuff. Blue Anything guy. else to add, Drew? <laughs> yes. Try and lose guy. I don't know. We'll see if it sticks. <laughs> we'll see if it sticks. Absolutely. <laughs> Head on over to Patreon. Be, be uh, give yourself the gift of comics for fun and profit for the year of 2024. Throw a couple bucks our way and become part of our like nice little secret society. Get in all of our giveaways and be part of all the shenanigans. So for Drew and for myself, see ya. Our LCS is Cowabunga Comics, Lake Country, Wisconsin's best pop culture destination for new comics, back issues, gaming, retro video games, vinyl, and figures. Give them a call, 262-569-9999. Check them out online at cowabungacomics.com or follow them on Twitter at Incredicow. Um, they are our LCS and we utilize their deep discount mail order service to bring Walk, Wisconsin closer to us. They'll take care of you. Tell them Drew and Kyle sent you. Say hi to Eric and James from us. If you need an LCS, you can't go wrong with Cowabunga Comics. In a world ravaged by war and chaos, a group of survivors must band together to brave the dangers of a post-apocalyptic landscape. The year is 2000, and the world has been plunged into darkness. The nuclear fires have burned out, 
leaving behind a wasteland of ruins and radiation. But amidst the rubble and despair, a glimmer of hope still remains. Join Dork Day Afternoon as they face off against marauding gangs, enemy soldiers, and even the harsh elements themselves in the world of Twilight 2000. Will our heroes survive the challenges ahead? Can they keep their own humanity intact? Or will they succumb to the harsh realities of life after the end of the world? Two Past Midnight, an actual play podcast by Dork Day Afternoon.